Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Today we spoke with Alex Clemens, the CEO of Nexus Gold. They're a gold exploration company on the TSX. They've got assets in West Africa, Burkina Faso, much troubled area at the moment, so lots to discuss there. And in Canada, they've got five projects which they're hoping to farm out. We discuss strategy and growth and share price. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, Alex. How are you, sir? I'm very well. Thanks for having me. So you are uh, locked up at home, are you? You're under quarantine. Yeah, we're uh, we're all going through it. It's uh, it's okay. I, we're on like day fourteen. We've been sort of sticking close to home for quite a while, and uh, yeah, you find yourself uh, staring out the window, having thoughts you never thought you'd have, but uh, got to roll with it. You still married? <laughs> yeah, yeah, thirty five years. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this won't break it. This won't break it. Okay, I'm glad to hear that. Um, okay, Alex, why don't we kick off? Give us that one minute summary, and we'll pick it up from there. Absolutely. Well, Nexus Gold is an explorationist. Uh, we're a gold exploration and development company. Uh, we have a number of assets uh, split between Burkina Faso, West Africa, and Canada. Um, we're somewhere between early stage. Uh, exploration and advanced stage exploration. Uh, our goal is obviously something between discovery and delivering uh, a resource, a resource estimate. So um, we'll get into uh, where our assets are and what our plans are, but uh, that's the, the long and short of it right there. Okay, so today, four and a half million market cap uh, exploration company. There's a lot of exploration companies out there. So. What we're going to try and do today is work out what makes you different. Okay, so if we if we don't mind, can we just start with some of the numbers so it gives me a sense of what you're capable of, of doing when you when you're talking about those things. So, how much cash have you got today? About a half a million in the bank. Half so a million in the one bank. One of the things that we yeah one of the things that we deal with as an exploration company is we're always raising capital. That's always uh, we're on a tightrope. You know, we're always walking on the on the ice. So. Uh, we've been, you know, we managed to do it. We have some good backers, um, but that's always, you know, if, if anything keeps me up at night, that would probably be it. Right. As with all explorers, absolutely. So just give me a sense of this because, the, you know, when, I'm look, when I was looking you guys up, obviously, you know, I'm looking at share price over, over the years. I mean, it's been, you know, t- tough few years and a tough few months for you guys. Sure. Um, what, what was happening in 2017? Because the share price was around sort of 350. Yeah, well, that was uh, unfortunately what you see there is a, a pre-consolidation price. So our, our top was really about 35 cents Canadian. Got it. After the previous management uh, was jettisoned, um, we were left with no money in the bank. Yeah, I was chairman at the time, so I had to reshuffle, became president and CEO, sort of took over. We had to do a 10 to 1 consolidation. So what you're seeing is the pre-consolidation. Got process. it. Okay. Okay. That, that, that explains it for me. I, I should have done way more homework, but I didn't. Okay. So you, um, you've been in charge since, what, 2018, 19, and now into 20. So Correct. what is it that you're, you've you been trying to build? Because, again, share price has, has not really done much. Bump between yeah. 4 and 10 no, cents. No, no, no. So, We've had our problems. Yeah. So talk really, through those. Really, I think... Yeah, really where I think things started to go wrong was the end of 20, was somewhere towards the Q3 2019, pardon me. Uh, you know, it was a brutal tax loss season. 
Uh, we had some traders in our market continuously pushing our share price down. But our strategies, I think, a big disconnect from where our share price is. Um, really, as an explorationist, you know, we, we have our assets in Burkina Faso. That's a, that's, that was our main point of, of contact with, with retail. Um, in 2019, we decided that we wanted to hedge our bets and open up our portfolio to other jurisdictions. One of the objections that I would always get, it may not be so so much on the European side, but North American investors were always worried about Burkina Faso, jurisdictional concerns, geopolitical concerns were always at the forefront. And 2019 was a bad year for Burkina in terms of news flow. So that affects us uh, as an explorer, you know, sort of tainted with that brush, regardless of how close we are to any um, you know, nefarious activity. And in any case, what we wanted to do was increase our, our exposure outside of Burkina. So it gives us a hedge. It, it, what happens in Burkina is if they have some bad news, there's usually a 60 or 90 day uh, dark period, maybe 120 days. Um, and then things kind of go back to normal. But during that time, you know, share prices would take a hit or I'd take, you know, 100 calls from investors saying, you know, why are you only in Burkina? So what we managed to do in 2019 was really add to a portfolio. We've got five projects, six projects now in Canada and one of them in Red Lake, which is beautiful. So uh, with that in mind, you know, we have our Burkina assets, we have our Canadian assets. Uh, we built our portfolio. We think our portfolio is very strong in terms of exploration. So um, we think the value there is to be unlocked moving forward, particularly in a good gold market, which by all accounts we're heading into. Okay, so just just help me understand this because obviously West Africa does have its problems, Burkina especially. You're talking about terrorist incursions there, and people like Semafo have, have suffered. You know, I think there's yeah. um, a significant loss uh, uh, with, with uh, workers on the way to work being sh being shot yeah. and killed, and it's it's escalating by all by all accounts. So, is your idea? And and I appreciate. When I ask CEOs this, some run and hide and duck for cover, and I get phone calls from yeah. from IR companies telling me to stop asking questions. But just tell us, you, you did give us a clue there. You're saying it, it it is business as usual there for you. I think is yeah. what you're inferring. Okay, so big, but your expiration, so that's probably likely to be the case. I think production perhaps yeah. may be targeted. So, so what is happening in country? What are you spending time and money and effort doing in the country? Certainly. Um, well, I'll back it up and give you a more broad answer, and maybe we'll hone in on, on a couple of points there. Mm. Our feeling is, look, the, the, the list of majors, the list of, of, of larger companies in Burkina is quite, quite long and, and impressive. Um, so for us, uh, we're not going anywhere if they're not going anywhere. Uh, we serve a, a particular function there. Uh, we have 750 square kilometers of land, which is a very large uh, presence for a small company. Um, but it, as long as, you know, ironically, you, meant, you mentioned Semifold. Um, you know, they had that horrible, horrific situation. Uh, and what, six months later, less than six months later, they've been acquired. Um, it, you know, that was the recent news with, with, uh, with Endeavor. So uh, it, it, these things happen. It's part of, the, part of the, the lay of the land there. But for a company of our size to have such a large land package in and amongst majors, there's very few places on the planet where we're going to be able to do that, as you mentioned, a four and a half million market cap. Uh, so important that we stay there. We continue to develop our assets. The end game for us would simply be, you know, we're able to, to find something of size and merit 
and uh, we'll have a suitor. Well, let, let, let's talk about that because you know you've got to create value for shareholders, right? And you're going to you're going to do that by well. Why don't you help us first of all? Um, so, if you again, so backing up to use your phrase, is yeah. what is it that you're trying to be? You've, you've got multiple assets now in Canada as, as well, which is great. But you've, you've got this, uh, you've got this property, large property, um, Boobaloo in uh, Burkina Faso. What are you going to be able to do? What are you going to try and do? Are you going to say we will build out a resource and hopefully someone will come along and take us out? Are you going to just sit there and wait for someone to say, actually, we, we want to acquire the land package? I mean, you're not mine builders, are you? No, no, we're explorations. Great point. There is 100% a, a major difference. And people say to us, uh, do you want to become a miner? We'll always say, sure, we'll, we'll push it as close to that line as we can. But we're, other than Ian Stalker, who's our non-executive chairman, we're not miners. Um, we're explorations. We need to be able to go out and define something and then perhaps look for a suitor, look for a buyer, whether it's a buyer of our Burkina sub, whether it's a buyer of one of our projects. Um, that's really our end game for our Burkina assets. So how much have you spent on this to date? Oh my goodness. Uh, we have spent, you know, probably in the last four years, two, two and a half, maybe $3 million on all of our, uh, all of our assets in Burkina. So we, we're pushing them forward, multiple drill programs. Um, you mentioned Boobaloo. Boobaloo is our most advanced project. It was once a Rocks Gold project. I used to work at Rocks Gold. Uh, our, our chief geologist, Warren Robb, was their chief geologist. Uh, that's how we met. That would have been about 2011. Um, so Boobaloo used to be called Visa West when, uh, when Rocks had it, play off the Visa Mine, which is the North Gold Mine, not too far from that uh, that concession. So um, it's had multiple drill programs. We've delineated five different mineralized zones. We believe we have an asset there. We'd like to drill probably 30, maybe 40 holes, maybe less, away from actually being able to deliver a maiden resource. Right. So that's one of our priorities for 2020 up until this uh, you know, black swan, if you will. Um, we're very much uh, committed to delivering a resource at Hulu. That's our most advanced project. Right. So you spent say three million bucks on this to date for four and a half million market on, on all of the assets in burkina not just on all but, okay but, you okay know, different yeah on all of the assets. do you Absolutely. do you feel delivering a maiden resource will move the dial do you think anyone will notice or care i think it's important because as an explorationist your value is largely speculative the market says we think you know you're heading in this direction and you have an assumed value for what you may or may not have by delineating an asset by being able to bring it to the market and say, here's our maiden resource, we now have an actual uh, anchor on our evaluation. So I think it's important that we... Sure, but a lot, a lot of companies said that last year and nothing happened. You know, no one cared. It, people just, you know, looked at it, moved, moved on to the next thing, right? And you're, you're a small company, so even re less reason to look at you, right? So, you know, how, how do you, as a CEO, think about this when you say, right, if we're going to deliver a maiden resource, what's that need to look like? It's got to be a million ounces plus, presumably, right? I don't know what grade, well, I know I know the region generally and the, the grades, you know, can, can be very good, like rocks, gold, you know, setting up around, what is it, eight, nine grams per ton, but it can generally be... Yaramoko is remarkable. Fantastic. But it generally one to three grams, right? Typical? Absolutely. Right. Okay. So what, what's, what's your expectation? What's now, your expectation? Yeah. No, I, I'm glad you brought that up. Again, these are good questions. Um, we look at it this way. Um, 
having that asset, having that is, is obviously it's a maiden resource and it would be expandable. We also control the neighboring package, Rakunga, which is about 250 square kilometers. So there's a large trend that, that, that we've also uh, done a joint venture deal with another company on Rakunga. So they'll be putting money into it. But I think between the two, there could be something of, of even greater size. But even bringing two, three, four hundred thousand ounces to them at, at this point in time. Now, what you mentioned earlier was, yeah, 2019, people bring, companies bring uh, assets to market and, you know, there's a collective yawn most of the time. The majors and the larger companies in Burkina aren't yawning. They're watching. So the, the retail market may say, yeah, okay, nothing great. This isn't outstanding, but, you know, we'll move on to more shinier objects. Uh, but for us, the, the important thing is to make sure our neighbors in Burkina know who we are and what we're doing. And by bringing that asset, whether it gets a yawn, and I don't think it's going to get a big yawn, especially now with gold heading towards, you know, 1800 or perhaps as, you know, as high as 2000 or more, as people like to say right now. I think I know that, which programs that, you've that been watching. 2000? Really? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. I'm hearing all sorts of crazy you're, you're, you're a Kitco but, but fan. Let's say, let's, <laughs> yeah, well, you can't not be inundated with these, these optimistic things at this point. Um, but we are seeing a very a stronger gold market than we've seen, um, clearly. Now, whether there's any cash in the market to take advantage of that, listen, I'll take the higher gold pricing. That's good for us. It's good for our sector. It is, but 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 let's let's deal with reality here, okay? Let's deal with reality, okay? So, you are beholden to your shareholders. They gave you the money. You 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 need to report to them and let them know what it is that you're planning to do. But you're talking the language of the way that I'm going to ca get get people's attention is by making sure that the majors or mid mid tier guys understand what it is that we've got here. And because we're just explorationists we want to be taken out at some point. So can you paint this picture of what have you got? What do you think you need to get it to before you can have a meaningful, proper conversation with a mid-tier that says, this is something that you need to get involved with? Sure. I can tell you right now, we've already had discussions with mid-tiers and larger companies. Well, everyone's talking all the time, but what, what, what meaningful discussions have you got? Well, I not at liberty to really discuss the details of the conversations, that would be, you know, that's that's great territory. But but I will say, um, you know, you look at, at just having the asset. Listen, we're always, a, the great thing about an exploration is much like, and I hate to use the analogy, we're much like the gambler with the dice in his or the, or, the, or, the, or the cards in his Whereas we're one card away, we're one roll away, we're one drill hole away from something spectacular. So we live in that world. But we all know that's highly speculative. We also know that the percentages are against us. However, many people do and are attracted to this part of, of business we're in. So we, we cater to those people and we're, we're, we're always close. We're always feeling it. And we had early on 2017 with, with Nexus, we had one drill hole that really changed our trajectory at the time. Go look at our charts early in 2017. Uh, we did have, uh, we had a, a, a nice number back of one of our projects. It didn't turn out to be what we wanted, but that's the game we're in. Nevertheless, I think the combination of having the potential of that drill hole, whether that's at Dekuli or Boobaloo or one of our other projects, or at Red Lake, for example, is always on uh, a part of our mix. Whereas, at the same time, we have the advanced project that we can develop ounces in the ground, 
So we're kind of working both. Listen, and I won't rule out potential acquisition of ounces in the ground. We've been looking. We've been looking for a period of time. And there is, uh, there is a potentiality there where we find some sort of a deposit with plenty of objections or warts on it that it's discounted because of those warts. We can acquire that potentially spend our time and, and capital removing those objections or removing those words, being able to unlock the value that's already You're in a very competitive environment there. People with money are looking all the time for deals. Okay, there are no deals. You, you, you pay for answers in the ground. You, you pay a premium for answers in the ground. So what, again, just be, let's be realistic. So what, what is your realistic strategy for delivering something in Burkina Faso as the, as the market stands today, whether it goes to 1800, 2000 or not, is, I think is, is irrelevant. You know, what, what, do you, what can you do today? Talk about the things that are, you can control. Right, two things. Uh, number one, we are committed to delivering that resource, that maiden resource of Google. That's a priority. There's another project we have there called Dekuli 2. Dekuli 2, as we had Dekuli, uh, as we moved into Burkina, we wanted this project years ago. Couldn't get it, it wasn't available. We put an application in with the ministry, got it last year finally. It's a nine year mining lease, it's ours 100%. The Orpayage, or the artisanal presence, uh, has grown to about a 500, 400 to 500 meter strike. The length has grown. They're going down about 80 meters. Um, that's a good sign. They're telling us that there's a mature system here, it's going deep, there's gold, obviously. And we have yet to drill it. We would like to drill that. That's one of our, our priorities. We think there's a discovery waiting to happen at Dekuli. So between the Dekuli project and Bublu, we think our Burkina, uh, Burkina presence is sound. And between those two, I think we'll be able to unlock some value that's in the Okay, you're gonna need some money. Because right now, what, what are your liabilities yes. in country? How, what, what do you need to pay out this year, but even before you start drilling? Yeah, uh, very little. Uh, probably about 150,000 U.S. that we have to pay out uh, in terms of option agreements and things like that. But everybody's willing to make concessions at this point in time, so we're, there's no hard obligation. And we do have backers. I mean, we can meet our our short-term goals in terms of the finances on the ground. Okay, but but, but backers stop taking phone calls when 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 times are tough. I've, I've been there. I've invested in West Africa. I'm, I'm, I'm sort, of, sort of conscious of some some of the pitfalls here. So you've you've got 150 which when you've got 500 in cash is a lot of money as a percentage, right? So you are gonna to have to go and talk to the market and say, look, I've got a plan. We're gonna do what this year? So please give me, I don't know what you're looking for, two, three, five million bucks to deliver that plan. So can you talk me through that process? That, that, that interests me. Uh, before this all began with COVID-19 and, and the market crash, uh, we were in discussion with a private uh, company that had just gone public and 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 were raising money. They wanted a piece, yeah, Pubco, a private co that went Pubco. Okay. Um, they wanted a piece of our Red Lake project, and they still do. Right. Uh, so there's an ongoing negotiation where they would make a capital influx into into, into Nexus, and in return we'd give them a piece of our Red Lake project. We'd be able to take that cash and put it into our green assets for the development, specifically at Google. And that, that feels the right thing for you to do. Because, I, mean, I know you spent money there, and sometimes you put good money after bad, but you, you feel that that would be a good use right. of, of capital. How much money are we talking about? Uh, somewhere between half a million and a million and a half dollars. Okay. We have 
uh, I can tell you that negotiations and discussions have really stalled, but everybody's committed to following this through. I think there's a sort of a 60-day window here where we're all locked in our homes and we're not doing much in terms other than having discussions like this. Um, you know, we, we sort of pushed it out a couple of months. So, you know, the, that's just one of, of several different initiatives uh, we're looking at. We have a potential credit line. We have uh, the people who've been financing us, uh, believe it or not, see the discount, see the situation as being a great time to re-up. Now, whereas we might have been able to raise a million dollars, you know, two months ago, uh, maybe that's half a million today. But keeping the company moving forward, keeping the keeping the game in play is, is our priority. And I, I don't see any danger. And listen, I am a worst case scenario guy. I always work from that mindset. With that mindset, you're usually prepared for whatever comes out of left field. And and I think that, that that's an, that's the best way to proceed, particularly in this type of Okay, I appreciate the market is tough at the moment, and sometimes the best thing to do is yeah. do nothing. Okay, so you know I do appreciate that, but it just interests me. Okay, I get that you're having conversations; they've stalled. Thanks for being honest about that, and there may be other conversations, but that's all they'll. I guess they'll be in the current yeah. climate. But when the market comes back, and it will come back, what will you do with your? half million, one million, one and a half million, whatever the number is uh, in Burkina Faso. Sure. And what's your expectation that that will if, deliver for you? Sure. If I had that million today, listen, if I had that million today, uh, we would split it 70-30 between Dukuli and Bubu. What, you know, we think we're a million dollars away from that resource of Bubu. Um, so I'd like to split. I, I, I'm an explorationist. I want to try that drill hole. I want to put a drill hole down at Dukuli. I want to see if Warren, our geologist, is right. I mean, he was the chief geologist on the Yaramoko discovery. So he can recognize these above ground situations where you go, hey, I've seen that before. The Oropires are, 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 there's a lot of them. They're going deep. Um, what they're bringing out of the ground. We have a crew in Burkina uh, who are telling us what these guys are pulling out of the ground. We really want to put a drill hole down. So, yeah, when I say if I had that million, I'd put 30% at the Cooley, I'd put in 70 into developing. Because believe it or not, even 250,000 ounces, uh, even a small deposit that's expandable at Bubalu will get attention and it will get attention from the lake. Yeah, I think if I remember correctly, Rocks Gold, I mean, theirs was what, 400,000, but they were high grade. They were they eight, nine grams per ton sort of level. Right. And I was there when I was there when they got that first email hmm. uh, showing the visible gold at zone 55 or the 55 zone which was really the 55th hole they drilled. It wasn't actually a zone. It was a step-out hole. And I right. believe it was 16 meters of 60 grams. And uh, when you get that type of a, a number, yeah, it's game-changing. But yeah. I always like to say, we were there for that. We saw that. Our geologist was the guy on the ground putting the holes in the ground. Okay, okay. Have some credibility in terms of uh, recognition. Okay, well, look, I, look, let, let, let's let's park up Burkina Faso. I think it's obviously early days. You're sure. in a kind of holding pattern uh, is, is reality, but you're sitting on a, a lot of uh, real estate, as I like to call it, um, and it's a kind of prolific area. And you're surrounded by the right guys. It's a question of you know, can you raise the capital to be able to do anything without diluting yeah. the heck out of your current shareholders let's come let's come to canada yeah. now you you've, you've picked up um sure. some, some what are they options or what, what have you actually picked up no 100 percent ownership 100 percent ownership 100 okay. percent ownership 
Cool. What's that cost you? Uh, mostly just shares over the cost of 2019. I think the most we spent on a project was the Red Lake project. I believe it cost us about 150000 on the acquisition and some shares. Okay, so, so what's the, what's the most uh, have been shares. Right. What, what, what's the plan, though? You, you're talking about Red Lake, but you've got a few other assets. Again, what type of company are you trying to be? Are you going to just farm uh, these out, having picked them up? Is that is that the plan? Or yeah. do you think you can... Good point. Yeah. Part of our plan is to become a little bit of a project generator. Um, and why we chose to do that right now in our life cycle is, is on the structural side. Now, if we have 200 million shares out, we're going to have problems as an explorer trying to maintain a market. Uh, I think it's important that we find revenue streams. And as an explorer, that's almost impossible. The only way to do that is to bring in partners. So we've cut a deal on our Rakunda project in Burkina. Uh, it's uh, 2.25 million over four years. Uh, the, the payments escalate, uh, and, and they'll earn 100% of the deal uh, if they follow it through 100%. We have a deal on the table for one of our Canadian projects that is similar in structure. So if we can do two or three of these, I think by the you know, 2021, 2022, we'll have half a million to a million and a half dollars coming through the door as revenue, non-dilutive revenue. That keeps us moving. That's money we can put into project development and pay listing fees and pay legal and all the things that we Right. Project generation, nothing wrong with that model. You know, if you're very clear about it, you know, you can make money. It, it, the difficulty comes, I guess, is you get the money into the company, and the company spends the money internally on GNA and yeah. you know whatever activities it's pursuing, and kind of sure. there's nothing really in it for shareholders. So you know how do you how do you try and change? Well, what the, the current trend, which is the shareholders are not making yeah. much out of this. How, how do you change things around with that particular model? Right. I think it's important that. When you mention that, it, that yes, they are directly related to that. Uh, in two years, there's less less need to dilute, less need for equity financing or debt financing if we have revenue coming through the door. They benefit from that. But there's no scale. Uh, there's no. There's no. What's what's the what's the blue sky here? You know, it, you know, sitting at a kind of static level, project generation, great. But you, I assume, it depends on the way that you negotiate these things. If you can get carried for some yes. of these things. That's great. I can, I can, yeah. I can do the math on that. But is that is that the plan, though? I mean, you can tell me. Where's it coming yeah, from? Yeah, not all of our Canadian projects. A portion of them. Our Canadian projects are, are really uh, the Mackenzie project in Red Lake. That is our priority, uh, as well as our new pilot project here in British Columbia, and we have some Eastern Canadian projects in Newfoundland that we like as well. Earlier stage, more grass, green, uh, you know, uh, greenfield, if you will. But, but. We like the uh, the mix, and the mix is if we can farm out two or three projects or four projects over the course of the next year or so, that'll set us up a year, two, three years down the line uh, for steady revenue. And we think that's important while we're exploring McKenzie, okay. for example, in Red Lake, so, for a new pilot here in British. Beautiful. Okay. I, I like the model. Great. So what's happening at McKenzie? How much money have you spent? What have you done? What do you know? Right. We've acquired it. We've done a little bit of work on the ground there right now. We're working with a company called Remini Exploration. They are the same company that Great Bear Resources works with. They're, they're quite good. Um, and we're in the process right now. We've, uh, uh, we've applied for drill permits. Uh, we should see them within the next week or two. It's been uh, you know well over, uh, I want to say, 45 days now. So we'll get them very quickly. Um, we know they're coming. And we have, uh, we have money put aside for an initial drill program. 
Oh, so you, we'll you do that as soon as possible. But there's the, you have no drilling data today, but you put some money aside for some drill activity, but you're waiting right. on permits. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Now, I should mention the historic work. We have the historic drilling. We have the historic sampling. Very high grade. It looks fantastic from the, from you know a, a, an above ground visual and a little bit of the work that's been done uh, on the drill side. But it's a great target. It's in the heart of Red Lake. Red Lake has a lot going for it, obviously. And it's a good place for Nexus to be, particularly as an anchor project in Canada. So what, so what do you know? What did you buy into? What were they able to tell you with this historic information that you thought, well, this, this is worth sure. shares? Yeah, there's, there, there's four different mineralized zones on the project. It's a 1,300 hectare project in the heart of Red Lake. Um, and there's some, you know, uh, the samples, visible gold samples uh, at surface up to 331 grams per ton. Uh, some of the drill holes, and there's only been a few done, have intersected high grade as well, but very thin vein-like intercept, intercept, so intercepts. So we'd like to, you know, develop the project. We think it's, it, it's, it's in the right place. One drill hole that does well in Red Lake can change the trajectory of this company instantly. But you're a pessimist, so don't think like that. Um, <laughs> um, Somewhere between Carnival Barker and, you know, I don't know. It's a tough job. Right, okay, okay. Um, Back, back to back to normality here. So, um, how many shares do you own? What percentage of the company do you own? Yeah, I took a big haircut after that ten to one. I had about five million personally. I'm way down. Uh, but friends, family, uh, close associates. <laughs> I mentioned that with a little grin, and I'll explain why. Mm. But uh, probably got in the neighborhood of twenty twenty five million between my family and, and, and close friends. Uh, that's a double edged sword. It sounds great, but when things aren't going well, it makes socializing with those friends and family uh, awkward. Sure. So I have a remarkable incentive here to deliver. Okay, uh, but just you know, sorry, we're invested. So friends and family, twenty-five million, get it. But what what do you and the management team own as percentage of the company today? Somewhere in the neighborhood, uh, you know, hard to know for sure, but I would say somewhere in the six to ten million share range. Six to ten million shares. Okay, and are you yeah, guys paying yourselves? Have, are you guys paying yourselves at the moment? Yes. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Very small amounts in in consideration of this business. Like, like what? Save me looking it up. What? Like what amount are you paying? Uh, seventy five hundred a month Canadian for the CEO, and seventy five hundred a month uh, for our uh, vice president exploration. Uh, okay. Less for uh, a CFO and admin. Uh, relatively you, reasonable salaries. Yeah. No, no, that, that's fine. And you're you're the same level. Yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent, seventy five hundred a month. Okay, I'm very open about that. Beautiful. Okay, that's no not, expense account. That's not crazy. That's not crazy. Okay. Um, no, and our, our listen, our, our little office in downtown Vancouver is a twenty five hundred dollar a month office. It's small. I don't have a receptionist. If you knock on the door, I'll answer the door. If you phone the office, I'll answer the phone. So. You know, we are lean in that regard. We're not hiding behind layers of IR and what have you. Okay, this is no lifestyle. In fact, I've given my cell phone number out to too many people. So uh, that's a bit of a curse. But uh, uh, listen, I like direct conversations with shareholders. Okay, and, and what are they telling you? What are, what are they concerned about? Uh, we, uh, you know, the usual concerns. Dilution, um, more drilling. Uh, how are you going to raise money? Uh, what's the end game? 
there's, you know, I took a lot of heat in 2019 when we were acquiring projects. Uh, we spent 2019 on a bit of an acquisition binge. And I did that on the idea that gold would get stronger. We'd have a better market in 2020. I know what else would occur. But certainly I thought we would be able to unlock that value, buy cheap, sell high, um, and give us that project generator model, which I think is important, if all goes well. I mean, just having an income, actually running an exploration company like a business with, with revenue, I thought a hybrid exploration is, would be a good way to end up. And, and that we're close. If we can get into year two or three of these deals we're making, uh, yeah, we're going to see that. Okay. And again, th those, are, those are conversations which I guess are hanging in the air at the moment, given the current environment. Yeah, I think, listen, all the people, no one has said we're out, we're going, we're never going to do this again. Everybody knows things are cyclical. Everything comes back. Uh, it's people really at this point, it's let's deal with isolation and, and, and the things we're dealing with right now for the next 30 or 60 days. Everything's on hold. But I imagine sometime in the next you know, three months or so, we're going to start to fight our way out of it. And how, how do you say, here's a question for you, because it's always, it's always fascinated me because I've, I've seen this go horrifically wrong, is how do you, with the project gener generator model, select the team or the group or the company, private or public, that you can trust to be able to you know, deliver that value? Because invariably, right. I say the numbers, aren't, the numbers aren't spectacular for exploration companies, right? There's a lot of lifestyle companies out right. there. People use it as a... Yeah mechanism to go and raise some capital, have some fun for a couple of years and go on to the next thing. So what's that decision making look like for you guys? Uh, you know, obviously we do our due diligence uh, when, when we are in discussion and um, there's, there's a level of risk always. Uh, you, uh, you can cite companies that, that have a large partner coming in and a large partner decides to change course. Um, it's very hard to judge and understand and know exactly what, how the partner company or the joint venture uh, company is going to behave. Um, but there's milestones and there are requirements to earn their way into the projects that if they're met, it's fine. If they're not met, the, the project comes back to Nexus with their capital having worked to develop it and some small payments early on, but larger payments to the company later on. So that's the risk we take. It, the downside is if they walk away or are unable to meet the requirements uh, for whatever reason, we can simply take the projects back. Um, and I think that's that's a, that's an okay out if it works out that way. But I like the other side of it. The optimist in me says, okay, well, if we can get into year three or four of these deals, it's good for Nexus. Okay. Alex, thanks very much for telling us that story. Uh, it's, it's a, you know, it's another gold exploration story out there and it's got to, I guess, find its voice and catch people's attention. Um, yeah. Burkina Faso is a fascinating part of the world. Um, I know North Americans don't really yeah. know or understand West Africa, but it's, it's a fairly prolific area, but you, you, you need the money to be able to move that thing forward. Um, project generator model is interesting, but you, again, you've got to deliver on, on that to be able to uh, you know capture any value there. Oh, we've got one deal, one deal done, another yeah. one pending here. Right. News in the next week or two on that. So, you know, if we're able okay. to establish okay. here four deals, that, that's a viable path, and uh, we've done our job. Fantastic. Alex, thanks so much for your time today. Stay in touch. If there is big news, 
pick up the phone, let us know. I shall. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.